Welcome to Chronicle Headlines. I'm your host, John McGowan, and uh, here at the Chronicle, we've all been keeping up with the protests going on in Iran for women's rights, uh, and we've got someone on staff doing a story on it, and I wanted to talk about it. Uh, can you please introduce yourself? Yep. My name is Elizabeth Reimitz. I'm a staff reporter and photojournalist. And uh, how are you doing this week? Busy as usual. I'm just trying to hang in there um, and get through these projects. Cool. Uh, cool. School and everything. Yeah. Midterms are, they're killing me. So, um, and uh, yeah, so tell me a little bit about this, I guess, you know, to start off, what is this story? Sure. So I'm doing a story on the primarily women-led um, protests happening in Iran right now. And these um, are outbreaking because of the death of um, Masa Amini, this 22-year-old girl. Um, and she, you know, allegedly was incorrectly wearing a hijab, I guess. And in Iran, they have very strict laws about women covering themselves and um wearing a hijab and it's part of their um, it's part of their religion um and so anyway she was apparently um or allegedly beaten when she was in police custody and so a lot of um women are coming out and in response are burning their hijabs um which is you know holds a lot of cultural and religious significance um and it's just been, there's been a lot of unrest in Iran right now. Right, right, right. Uh, and so I guess I wanted to ask, uh, why is the Columbia Chronicle covering this? Well, I think this is relevant for students to know about in the Columbia community because we do have a, um, we do have Iranian students on our campus and um, members of our student population is part of the Muslim um, Student Association. And I mean, these protests have actually turned to global protests. So there's been some in Chicago now. Um, I think there were maybe three weekends in a row um, there were protests in the city. Um, and then I know there was a larger one in Washington, D.C., um, so they've um, they've made the routes to the United States. Yeah, um, I guess I wanted to write this story because I don't know too much about, um, I guess, Middle East politics. And it sparked my interest because I think this is somewhat a feminist movement. And a lot of these protests, from what I've been learning, is about control um, over women from the government um, and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding surrounding um, the hijab and why it's worn and what it actually means to these women um, and to their religion. And so I just wanted to shed some light on it. Yeah, totally. I can see why. Um, and the, you said there's a protest here in Chicago. Uh, did you go to that? No, unfortunately, I wasn't able to. I know they, I think some happens like these past three weeks or something. Um, I unfortunately didn't make it around to them, but I know one happened on like Michigan Avenue, I think. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And um, so who did you talk to for this story? Can you tell us a little bit about what sure. they what they brought to it? So I talked to um, four women. So one of them 
actually just graduated from Loyola and now she's in Washington, DC. I found her through someone at Columbia. Um, so Samir, the another staff reporter on the Chronicle, she directed me to someone in MSA and then they connected me with someone and then she connected me with someone and then she connected me with someone. Right. <laughs> A lot of networking going on, um, but it's been really cool because I've been able to, I mean, I talked to someone at Columbia and then someone in Washington, DC and then someone, well, I guess two other girls in Chicago. Um, so it's just been really cool how it's worked out. Um, and all of them, it was really interesting because two of them are Iranian and then two of them, um, are, I think one of them was Pakistani and the other one, I forget now, maybe I think Hindu, um, but two of them are definitely Muslim. Three of them are, they're hijabi wearers. Um, but they all, um, agreed that this, um, movement is about, I guess, control over women. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that despite them kind of having somewhat different um, viewpoints, they all had, you know, a common perspective on what's going on. Yeah, I think that is really interesting because um, I know that there's a lot of women in, in Iran, in the Middle East in general, who, who wear hijabs who uh, don't, don't support the protest. You know, they... <laughs> Because it is a part of their religion, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I guess that's good. That uh, I mean, not good, but you know, uh, it's it's a good coincidence that uh, all your all the uh, people you talked to were you know on that side. Um, I guess I wanted to ask, uh, where where are you on it? Because um, like like you know, like I said, it, it is a religious thing, and mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a pretty complicated issue, right? It is complicated from what these women were telling me because at least the three women that wear hijab, they are very devout to their religion. And I mean, all of them, you know, luckily for them, they were born in America and they had the choice of whether or not they wanted to wear one and they ended up choosing to do so. And so they recognize that they do have a choice and, um, I know at least two of them admitted to me that it makes them sad to see women in Iran, pro, um, you know, burning their hijabs because um, it holds a lot of uh, religious significance. Um, totally. They are, they are sympathetic and they do understand. Um, but actually, um, I think all three of them were saying they wished that they were doing something different um, be just because doing something it, different than, than burning yeah. their hijabs. Right. Right. Um, which I thought was really interesting because they were still very sympathetic about it, but, um, it did make them, you know, a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I can see that it's, it's, it's a really tough one. I think, um, I mean, I personally, when the religion is like enforced by the government, I think that's when it becomes a problem. You know, <laughs> does that make sense? Like, I, I don't think there's like anything wrong with wearing a job. I think that's, you know, if you should do that, if like, that's what you follow. But when you're a woman in a country and like suddenly you're forced to wear one, I think that's, I think it's reasonable that they're protesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's definitely an issue of government control and it seems like, um, the Iranian government is letting religion meddle in with what 
you know, how they're trying to run their governments. Um, and I think that's dangerous. And I think it's showing, showing up in how they run things. Totally, totally. Uh, so these uh, three hijabi women that you talked to, were they all students here? Um, you might actually, have already I, said, I apologize. No, you're fine. Uh, yeah, only one of them was a student here, actually. And then um, another one lives in Washington, D.C. Um, and then one of them goes to UIC. And I forget now where the other one goes. Um, you said Loyola? No. The other one, one of the, the one that lives in Washington graduated from Loyola. Gotcha, so gotcha, I, gotcha. Yeah, two of them are in the city, one and only one goes here. Um, and she is a part of MSA. And uh, MSA, how are they, uh, you know, how what, what are they contributing? Yeah, so they, um, they actually, excuse me, had a discussion a couple weeks ago about this. And they were saying similar things from what um, this girl I was talking to was saying. I mean, it's, it's really sad because um, almost 300 people now, the death count is around 300 um, people, women have died from this still. Um, and it's just, it's very controversial and it's very hard to, um, I guess, take in and not necessarily take sides, but it's, um, it just seems like a lot. Um, it's, it a lot is a lot, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why do you think this is all you know opinion of course but why why do you think this is happening now you know we've seen a lot of women's rights protests all around the world for you know literally decades and i'm sure there's been ones in in uh iran and you know probably other countries in the middle east as well but this is i think the biggest one i've seen in my lifetime uh specifically yes. about this issue why do you think it's happening now yeah i think um one of the girls i talked to actually said this is the largest protest over, um, you know, something like this about not wearing the hijab correctly or whatever. But um, uh, I would say probably social media um, has totally. a big impact. Um, I think that it's definitely spread the word about things. I mean, um, it's all it seems like it's all over Twitter or all over something. It seems like it's getting a lot of coverage, but um, I feel like the Western media definitely portrays it in a certain way. I feel like they make it more about how, um, I guess, you know, Islam or the Muslim religion, it, more so about the religious aspect and how the religion is bad and yeah. seeing these women to wear it when it's not, it's not the case. It's more so an issue of um, government control and how government is using the religion to control these women, um, which is really unfortunate. But I mean, um, you know, I really think social media has a big um, impact. I think you're definitely right. I think, I mean, on both things that you said, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a shame that uh, they're blaming the religion when that's so clearly not the problem. Um, and also the social media thing. I mean, I think we saw the same thing with the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, because those yep. were, um, you know, obviously that's primarily an American thing, but social media is like what really brought it to the rest of the world, you know, even mm -hmm. even if uh, the rest of the world doesn't have, you know, as as in as many police killings as as uh, as we do.
<laughs> as America does. But, oh, yeah. um, and uh, I think uh, expanding on the student question I asked a little bit ago, uh, how do you think mm-hmm. students can like help in this situation? Just any student that cares about this? Well, I asked this um, to one of the women I interviewed and she was saying, honestly, just to ask questions and to be open-minded. And um, she's honestly frustrated, I guess, specifically with how Western media is portraying this, like I was saying. Um, And so I think just trying to I don't know, be kind of critical of the information you receive and um, reach out to your Iranian or Muslim friends and ask for their perspective, because I think that's where you're going to get your real, um, the real information. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what else. I know. I agree completely. (laughs) My brain is like um, kind of right right now. It's been a long, dude, it's. (laughs) <laughs> listeners it is 6 p.m on a friday <laughs> we are all ready to go yeah. but um i do agree though i think that's a really good point i i said the same thing on the podcast last week about uh the midterm elections obviously a very different topic but mm-hmm. i think the when the when, a, when an issue is so big like this one and you know in this case so far away just educating yourself and like not being swayed by you know less uh favorable news sources is really the right way to go you know mm-hmm. um Exactly. Yeah. Even if even if you can't, I mean, I'm sure there's donations you could make as well. But even if you can't like help directly, like just being informed is, you know, more than enough. Not more than enough, but the bare right. minimum. Even <laughs> as long as you're trying to make an effort or trying to learn, I think you're doing the right thing. But if you, you know, continue to kind of feed into a certain narrative, then I think that's where the problems occur. Yeah. And um. I wanted to ask those those students that you talked to, did they share did they share any thoughts on like the future of these protests, like where it's where it's gonna go? I mean, I'm sure the goal is, you know, women stop facing, you know, death and worse for not wearing a hijab in Iran, but um what did they see as like the future of this protest movement? They didn't necessarily say. Um I kind of well, I did ask what they want to see maybe from the United States or what they want to see from community in regards to, I guess, trying to resolve this. And um, one of the girls just said to that Iran basically has to figure it out for themselves. I mean, they don't really want um, involvement from the United States or outside influences. This is something that um, Iran needs to do themselves, especially since it's such um, from what she was saying, a generational issue. So, um, I'm not really sure what they expect, but I think they just, they just hope for some progression. And it seems like from what they were saying, this is one of the largest, um, feminist or sex successful feminist movements that they've had out there. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that it's come out of this, but, um, it seems like, it seems like it's getting more attention. Totally, totally, totally. Um, well, if is there anything else that you know you'd like to add on the subject before we wrap it up? Uh, I don't think my brain will allow me, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, I 
I'll just say stay tuned for the article and I promise my words will make more sense in there. <laughs> great, great, great. Um, uh, ending like on a positive note, um, why is it important that these protests happen? And if you could give a blanket statement. Sure. Um, I think these protests are important because, well, no one deserves to be um, controlled by the government. And I believe that no matter if you're a man or a woman, you deserve to have a choice in no matter what you're doing. And um, so I'm really proud of these women in Iran that are raising their voices and putting their life on the line for freedom. I think that's incredibly inspirational. And um, I can't really say if the way they're going about it is correct or not, because, you know, I'm not Muslim, I'm not Iranian or Middle Eastern, and I'll never understand that perspective. But um, I am with them in the sense that um, that I want them to fight for their choice. And I think that's really inspiring. Great. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us at the chronicle headlines podcast please listen to our news and brief podcast please listen to our full show on wcrx read the article coming out uh elizabeth can you give an estimation um this will come out sometime next week um probably the end of next week read the article at the end of next week and read all our other stories at columbiachronicle.com and uh that has been chronicle headlines i'm your host john mcgowan thank you so much for listening bye-bye